Welcome to Tashma, the podcast where you get to listen in on Hadar's Beit Midrash. I'm Rabbi Avi Killip. Each week this year, we will hear a Dvar Torah on the weekly Parsha from Rabbi Eli Kompfer. Let's listen in. Sometimes we experience God's presence intensely in our lives. But sometimes God feels distant, even hidden, from our experience. A Midrash acknowledges this tension explicitly. The Holy Blessed One sometimes is found and sometimes isn't found. Sometimes is close, karov, and sometimes isn't close, eno karov. Tanchuma Azinu 4. In Parshat Achreimot Kedoshim, God's presence is palpable. The Parsha describes the ritual of Yom Kippur, when Israel is cleansed of its sins. In rabbinic understanding, this day of purification was also a day of intimate reconnection with God, epitomized by the moment in which the high priest would pronounce God's personal name. Calling God by name indicated a closeness and intimacy, perhaps only experienced after forgiveness from sin. How did this take place? According to the Mishnah, the priest would confess the sins of Israel and then quote the following verse. For on this day it will be atoned for you to cleanse you of all your offenses. Before Hashem you shall be cleansed. Vayikra 16.30 When the priest recited the end of the verse, he would pronounce God's name as it was written, something forbidden in other circumstances. This was the dramatic moment of Yom Kippur. Another Mishnah describes how, when the priest pronounced God's actual name in Jerusalem, his voice was so loud that people heard it all the way in Jericho. How would the people react to hearing God's name? They would prostrate on the ground and recite, Blessed be the name of God's glorious kingship forever and ever. Mishnah Yoma 3.8 The people reacted to hearing God's name with physical action. They bowed low to the ground, but also with a verbal response blessing the name of God. Indeed, in addition to this phrase, there are a number of similar liturgical phrases that respond to hearing the name of God, even when it is not pronounced in its full original form, something only the high priest could do on Yom Kippur. These phrases vary somewhat, but all contain similar elements, blessed, name of God, and forever. And they all respond to hearing God's name in one form or another. There is one exception to this pattern, that of the response line in the Kaddish, which reads, May his great name be blessed forever and ever and ever. This response has all the elements of the response recited above, Baruch Shem, the word name, blessed, and forever. But one crucial element is missing. The response comes without a previous mention of God's name to trigger its recital. Indeed, God's name is missing entirely from the Kaddish, and yet we respond as if we have heard God's name and reacted to it. In other words, the absence of God's name in the Kaddish is highlighted by this line, which seems so out of place without God's name immediately preceding it. God's missing name in the Kaddish is further accentuated when we note the biblical source of the response in Kaddish. Quote, Daniel answered and said, Let the name of God be blessed forever and ever. Daniel 2.20 The overlap between these phrases is significant, with one exception. Daniel mentions God, whereas the phrase in the Kaddish does not. 
Instead of a word for God, Elaha, in the Kaddish, we simply see the word great, Rabbah. This serves to highlight the function of this phrase in the Kaddish, to indicate that where we might expect God to be mentioned, God's name is conspicuously absent. Noting God's missing name in the prayer, how are we meant to experience the Kaddish? This is a prayer that highlights our sense of the reality in which we dwell, where God's presence is often experienced as distant. In a world with so much suffering and destruction, God can feel far away, a nokarov. This prayer, built on a response to the name of God that is never uttered, gives voice to that feeling of distance. Indeed, this understanding of the role of Kaddish goes back to one of the earliest sources for the prayer, a story of Rebiosi. Quote, it's taught, Rebiosi said, One time I was walking on the path, and I entered a ruin from one of the ruins of Jerusalem in order to pray. Eliyahu of blessed memory came and watched the doorway until I finished my prayer. He said to me, Whenever the Israelites go into the synagogues and schoolhouses and respond, May his great name be blessed, Yehishmei Rabbah Mivarach, God shakes God's head and says, Happy is the king who is thus praised in his house. Woe to the father who had to banish his children, and woe to the children who had to be banished from the table of their father. On the one hand, when the phrase is recited by Israel in the synagogues and study houses, God is filled with happiness. It is similar to the days of the temple when God was called by name. And yet, it is not entirely parallel. God's name is not recited. God's joy is tinged with grief. Recognizing that we live in a post-destruction world, God goes on to say, Woe is me and woe is Israel. This story reflects the complex emotions that are embedded in the recitation of the line, Yehei Shmei. This is a line that, in a similar form, Baruch Shem, was associated with the presence of God. Reciting it meant that God's name, the embodiment of God's imminence, was at hand. Yet now this line is recited in a world in which God's city with the temple is in ruins. It cannot be a response to God's name because God's name is no longer pronounced. In other words, the line has morphed from a reaction to God's presence to a painful reminder of God's distance. God is no longer available in this world in the way that God once was. This helps explain the function of the Kaddish. Originally recited as a prayer following the study of Torah, the Kaddish expresses the feeling that God is distant. Sure, we gain access to God to some extent through the study of Torah, but that is very different from the experience of hearing God's name and feeling God's palpable presence in Jerusalem. We mark this shift through a prayer that poignantly highlights the missing name of God. And as this prayer eventually morphed into a recitation performed by mourners, this aspect of the prayer was further highlighted. After all, it is a mourner who may feel the distance of God most acutely. We no longer live in a world in which a high priest pronounces the name of God, as described in Achremo Kedoshim. We can't hear the name and we can't react to God's presence as we once did. Both God and we mourn this tragic situation. The response in the Kaddish, recited even in the absence of the trigger mention of God's name, characterizes this feeling of distance from God. And even while we may experience God as distant, we know that sometimes God can be close. Pamim Karov. The Kaddish offers this hopeful aspect as well, envisioning and asking for a future time where God's presence is felt among all those on earth. Shabbat Shalom. 
Our producers for this podcast are Sam Greenberg and Jeremy Tabak. Thank you to David Chabinski for editing this episode. I'm your host, Rabbi Avi Killip. It's been a pleasure to learn with you.